I say he's so sweet. I wanna lick the rapper. So I let her lick the rapper. She lick me like a lollipop. Yes, thank you guys so much. Thank you. It's Thursday. Another Thursday, another episode with your bad bitch Imani. How are you guys? How are you doing through quarantine? Y'all, okay, y'all can't say I ain't been doing it with this free content. This is my, what, fourth podcast in like two weeks? I, I, I usually drop every Thursday, but lately so much shit has been happening. I've been dropping, I mean, a Teddy Riley situation and the white girl situation. I've been potting a lot and I wouldn't change it. I love it. So it's Thursday, y'all. Thursday is like my main squeeze. Y'all know y'all gonna get some amazing content. And today I have Miss Brianda. She can roll her tongue way better than than I'm able to. I can't at all, but but I'm super excited for I'm su ooh, I'm super excited. Wow, I can't talk. I am super excited for her to be on this show. It's such a fun show, y'all. Brianda is off the chain. She is a psychedelic loving, anal bleach doing virgin Christian. She is amazing. Um, I love her to pieces. So, guys, with no further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Hey, hi, baby. How are you? Amazing. Can you give us the Brianda with you rolling your tongue? Because I can't roll my tongue. Yes. Brianda. Brianda. Yeah. Girl, wait, let me be honest with you. This is the first time I'm doing, like, video with an interview during this quarantine. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try my best to not look at myself like the narcissist that I am. Here's the thing. I don't know if this video is going anywhere. This is my first time trying as well. So <laughs> I might get it and be like, you know what? Let's just sit that video down. For, for the that. Patreon. It's good for true the that. Patreon. True that. True that. I don't have a Patreon yet, but it's definitely coming. You got to get definitely on that. coming. You got to get, on, get that. on that. Get on it quick. People would love to hear that. What, just extra shit? Extra, more exclusive. Shit. Like, I, I call it like they get the scraps, but it's really not the scraps. They just get the most unedited unfiltered stuff yeah i don't know about you but like the people that i'm a patron of like i like hearing the behind the scenes shit i like who are you a patron of so horrible decisions um Mm -hmm. i'm a patron of flagrant two because my boy i gotta support akash Mm -hmm. um and uh unofficial experts with sydney washington and marie faustin and it's just way to get more behind the scenes deets and like yeah actually marie and sydney they don't even update their patreon but like they have like over 300 patrons oh wow that they, listen the people that want to support you will show up right for you and that's the best part about being a content creator nowadays i mean what they what they're doing i actually don't condone like they have enough reach where they should be leveraging that listenership and they should be giving those people something like (laughs) so people are just paying monthly and not getting shit okay basically (laughs) are they getting like the bare minimum which is listen i i was guilty of that but i you best believe that if i'm at 300 patrons i'm gonna treat them probably i'm gonna pay more attention to them than like well as i mean as you should that's why i'm taking it so serious and that's why i want to make sure that when i do put it out i have enough con content to feed the people who's giving me money every month you know so 
Yeah, for, for sure. But anyways, that is beside the point. With what I want to talk about, everybody who fucks with me already, I'm sure, listen to Super Trip Talk. So y'all know it's an adult dope podcast but what y'all don't know and what brianna does not talk about is your acting career so that's <laughs> what one? i really you better stop you better stop you better stop brianna was on episode one season two of orange is the new black and let me tell you something girl you can act because me and my boyfriend was watching that episode and i'm like is that her i don't know if that's her is that her i'm like well it has to be her because who else who else is she right, you, so what was that experience like Oh my God, I can't even believe you're asking me about this. <laughs> Why? Okay, fine. Um, well, I was 19 years old. It, it was seems my, so long ago now. It was, oh, for sure. That that was, I mean, I'm 27 now. It was the first thing I ever booked, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great. The casting director for Orange is named Jenny Houston. And mm-hmm. she she's she just is awesome. I actually went in for a larger role that ultimately didn't go to me, but... She was like, we want to put her on an episode. So like she put me on that. It was so it was so dope. And it's a testament to like the unsung heroes of the acting and film world are casting mm-hmm. directors. Like casting directors, like no act every actor in New York knows that they their career starts and ends with a casting director's approval. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, so I the, getting that job was all casting director doing didn't you had you just moved to new york when you were 19 just yep i well no Uh. i moved in at 18 but Mm -hmm. my first i started i got with my first agency at 19 and then just start like i hit the ground running but that was so much fun like oh my god and then i remember that that one guy you know the guy that's on that episode um his name is eric hill dang that's his name on the show no, no, no. He's an actor, oh. but he was on that same scene. And I could tell that boy was like looking at me like, mm, who is this? Who is this? Yes. Girl? Anyways, so we they... ended up hanging out after and like fooling around. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Lick the rapper. Well, fuck. Let me look him up real quick. Eric um, D. Hill. He's so great. But you know what? I don't want to like, I don't want to out him. He, I think he's in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super sweet. But like, that's just a very prominent memory from that shoot. Yeah. So dude, this was this was your first time getting booked, you said. Mm-hmm. Was this your first like lead like ever? Or? It was my first TV project. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it was off of like my third audition ever. It's crazy. Like I had more of a career in the beginning, like the first half of my Me too. acting than like Me the too. last half. I feel like that's why I related to you for... I feel like I related to you so much because as music, I was really successful, like as soon as I started and then there was no success for years. So I feel like I've heard it somewhere before and I don't want to quote it and get it fucked up, but like they call it beginner's luck, really. It's beginner's luck, but they also say that's God showing you like where you really belong and then he has to take you the long way to teach you the lesson. That's what I learned. I'm down with that expression. However, I do wish that I had some of that freeness that I had in the beginning Mm. like like it's it's like maybe you call it beginner's luck I call it like a lack of desperation because you don't know Mm. it's almost like that not knowing is a blessing ignorance is bliss yeah yeah You're, you're less cognizant of your surround your external surroundings you're not fretting on 
um, your nerves or anxieties. There's less to lose when you're in the beginning because you don't know how to drive yet. So I kind of, <laughs> but, but wait, listen, my, my goal every single time I go into audition is trying to remember the feeling of the first time. And I remember that first time I auditioned, I remember thinking, well, here goes nothing. I always want to have that, well, here right. goes nothing attitude. Right. Just with a little more seasoning, right? Because now I, I know I'm a better actor now. I know that I'm more uh, experienced. Now it's the time yeah. to like marry the two things. Oh, yeah. but it's so hard because now you know what you know. It's like, man, if I could go back, if I could go back with what I know now, of course, right? Oh, I know, I know. God, wow, what a trip. That was such a that was such a dope time in my life. And I was booking commercials left and right back then. Like, I feel like you would be such a commercial girl because you have such nice teeth. Like, I, I think Colgate, like every time you smile. Oh, stop, I almost booked this Orbit National commercial, but didn't happen. It went to this other brown girl. Fuck her. God. Fuck that bitch. And yeah. I know her. You know what? You're lucky I won't name her. Okay? Fuck that bitch. She's probably um, fucking. How many? Well, of course, before Corona happened, as a as a as an actress in New York, what does the audition schedule look like? Like how many average auditions would you say you have a week? Um, well, it's it's significantly less now. Of a because I'm not a white actress. <laughs> but B, because production has stopped. So anything you go out for, the production's not going to happen until September, October. Right. But, I meant before, and, like before, like before quarantine, oh, like okay. regular life. Well, first of all, quarantine happened amidst pilot season, which mm. is the busiest season for any, well, network pilot season. It's the busiest season for any actor in L.A., New York, Atlanta, Vancouver, like the main hotspots for media and entertainment. And on average, like on a busy pilot season week, three to four auditions, some of those are on the same day. But mind you, that may not seem like, wow, but you're memorizing six to eight pages of sides. And they expect you to have these things memorized at an audition. If you're going out for a network shit, yeah. I mean, I've also worked on the other side of it. So in 2017, I worked for... uh, casting and at abc so i could see and that was just because i got in from the acting world and i like knew some people and they managed to like squeeze me in there honestly just kind of interning really and i got to see the difference between amazing talented actors that would come prepared and Mm -hmm. amazing talented actors that would come not prepared Mm -hmm. and you could see the difference even if you knew, you knew that even if they were like reading cold, which in the industry is like you're not off book, you could tell that you don't want to give them this serious regular role. Like you're talking about like, if you're coming into an audition unprepared, why would I give you a job that would give you $18,000 an episode? Yeah. I'm just not, you know what I mean? Like, And the you don't even take ch- this audition serious. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So I need that to say, like, you would stay up all night and memorize. Right. There's no, I'm a, I'm a stickler for hard work and preparation. No one's talented enough to be underprepared. Period. Mm. Mm. In any field. Any, any field. field. Right. I mean, yeah, in rap? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Wait, what do you do? What do you do when you see, um, you know, because now we live in the time where everyone wants to be a rapper. You probably have some friends Let's in talk high about it. Let's talk about it. Um, let's talk about it. I'm running into an issue where, of course, everybody wants to rap. I don't have a problem with that. You can do live your dreams. 
But I'm running into an issue where people want to, I don't know if they want me to teach them. I don't know if they want me to mentor them. I don't know what they want me to do for them. But if I'm not getting paid, I can't really spend time with somebody who's just starting this shit out. Like, you need to figure it out for you. You know, it's like when you have something going on. I don't know if you've gone through this, maybe with podcasting, and somebody wants to start, and they're pulling from you, and it's like, yo, I'm still trying to figure out my shit. You're not even halfway of where I am, so I'm wasting my time helping you, and it's been a big frustration. I did a few features last year that I completely wasted my time on, and I just can't afford to do that anymore. Oh, you did it for free? Yes, just trying to be nice. Mm, wait, but what what but what are the prerequisites to even having you do something for free? Like they have to be good, I'm assuming. Um, wow. <laughs> before before right now I just, I'd be looking out for black girls. I'd be looking out for black girls. So like a black girl tell me she want to do something. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to help you. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to use all my resources to fucking help you do this. See, and that's it's just, not, that's not what this white girl from your hometown said. Oh God. what she said? She said, <laughs> you ain't looking out for no black girls. Yeah. She said, I'm not looking out. She said black or white. Child. She, she dragged, like, she knew my whole life. She Bring knew out the my whole, Bring out the she, she knew my whole fucking life. But yeah, that's just me trying to be supportive and trying to be nice and trying to do things for people that people didn't do for me. But then you move to a new level in your life and you're like, okay, I kind of see why people act the way they do because it's like, I don't like my time wasted. I, do, I don't. So like now, now on the prerequisite, you have to be dope and you have to pay me period mm, and how should yeah. they go about this is for, i'm probably the like lawyer for any listener <laughs> but how should they go about doing it should they be like send you an email like blow smoke up your ass like oh my god you're so great uh, you don't have to do none like of to- that shit because it don't matter because <laughs> so, you already know you're great i mean but- all, all of that's cute the, the best way to do it is a professional email hey my name is such and such i do such and such i listen to your music i think you would be dope on this you know, let's let's talk business, you know, and then I and then we respond. And um, I, I don't want to be wrong and say that you always have to pay if I'm keeping it real, because if it's good for my brand, if it's good for my career, I'll still do it. But it, if I don't think that this is going to be good for me personally, I have to just put a price on. I have to. OK, OK. So uh, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So I was in a little Twitter beef a few months ago with Savon. Mm-hmm. I say I can say his name because like we're, we've squashed it now. We're like yeah, yeah, cool yeah. Now. Oh, I know all about this. I think no. podcasting is different because I'm obsessed with you and I'm your number one fan and I <laughs> have heard every episode. I love you. Okay, yeah, well, I am. Okay, I want to know your your thoughts on that. Do you think that podcasters should charge their guests? For I don't think speeches? podcasters. I don't think podcasters should. Um, Because it's literally the root of podcasting and how people come up is going on other people's shows. And it just, I think about all the big podcasters, brilliant idiots doesn't fucking charge. The root doesn't. Like, that's just not the podcasting game. That's just not the game. So I look at that differently. But as far as rap, for me to take hours out of my life to write a verse and then go in the studio and take hours of my life to record it and then spend money out of my own pocket to get it mixed. Because that's literally, if people don't know, every song I put out costs about $700. Oh, really? People don't, people don't know these fucking numbers. To get a song mixed 
is $450. At the level that I need to get a song mastered is $125. To record a song, even though I have a studio in my home now, but before to record a song is $50 an hour. This shit adds up. Absolutely. But you know what? It pays pays off because your music does sound like a different quality. And I don't know, listen, I don't know anything about music per se. I definitely don't know much about rap. But I do know that there are, there's like a quality thing. There's like, Absolutely. I always say it's like, there's like a karaoke feel to the, yeah. to the songs that are not mixed right or produced Yo, yeah. well. Oh, you can tell, Brianna, you can tell as soon as somebody push play. Like you said, it's like an actor coming in. You know, if, if an oh, actor yeah. comes in and is not prepared, I can listen to a song and autom- automatically know if I should take you serious or not. The, the first three seconds of push and play. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, it's just, it's different. It's, music is completely different. And it's expensive. So I understand people who don't have the money to go get it done. And that's fine. But I, I'm just at a new level in my life. Levels. Levels. And I have to accept that. And it doesn't make me a bad person. And no. that's what I used to, I used to feel guilty, you know? I used to feel guilty. Like, oh. Like, no, they say that that's like every, well, I don't think I've achieved that yet. But they say that on the come up the hardest thing to navigate is the nose because what you've been you came from a pocket in your life where you were getting so many no's and still for a yes still. right yeah but, but the more you climb up which is what i see for our future you're gonna get more yeses and then you're gonna get more opportunities where you're gonna have to say no tell people no what about people for you especially fans that maybe want to come on the podcast you have to how do you deal with that oh i mean I'm, I have a problem. I'm like too nice. So sometimes I'll say, well, I'll ask them like, sure. Yeah. Uh, there are two options. You can either be on for the Patreon or for the main page. And I'll ask them what their story is. Like what I'm assuming you're a fan of the show. If you're talking to me about like, oh man, I want to come on for a trip or whatever. I am I'm assuming, you know, my archives, right? If I ask you, what's your story? That's an opportunity for you to promote yourself. Right. Like, what do you do? What makes you different? If you've heard what I've done, you know that I don't want to revisit things. Like, this guy was like, right. oh, I'd love to come on for a dating trip. I've already done that. I'd love to come on for, like, a sexual... Shout out order. unrated unruly. Our, yes. Like, I've already <laughs> done... I've done those. Oh, I love those girls. I want to bring them back on for something. Yeah, shout out to them. I've been talking to them, too. Virginia yeah. and Taylor. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, that horrible decisions episode with the cocktails Cocktail. girls was so good. Dude, I've listened to it twice. It was so good. Next level entertainment. Next it was level so, entertainment. Those girls are phenomenal. Yeah, they're so good. What, those cocktails? Girls, those girls made. Listen. Don't do it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. What, you fuck with cocktails? Have you listened no, to them before? No, no. But I knew oh. who they were. I knew who they were because the girls always talked about them and referenced them. But. I had never, like, on the mic, those women are so sharp, so witty, so well-spoken, so, like, quick with it. Remember when I said about podcasting, like, it's tennis? Mm -hmm. Oh, they... (laughs) Oh, no. No, they were good. The part where, um, damn, the part where Medina said she likes to get peed all over and Kiki was like, that's why you be smelling like a kindergartner. That shit was I funny. I was dying. I've listened to it twice. No, it's good. I mean, even even in podcasting, Brianda, which I didn't know until recently, even this game is serious. 
And when I say serious, as if I don't want to have conversations with people who don't know how to talk. I don't want to have conversations with people who you haven't don't had know that yet? what the. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay, this is an appropriate time to say that there's about 17 hours of <laughs> conversations that I could not post because it was so bad. And then the I've worst been on part somebody is having... else's. What, 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 what? I've been on somebody else's platform. I don't want to say their name, and it was a struggle conversation. But, Did um, they post it? Yeah. Uh, hey and hey wheezy one time the first time i met wheezy was at a seminar and the first thing she said was if you're about this you wouldn't just post bullshit shit right like you would be mindful about what you're publishing you're putting your name on it yeah you don't just like post something because oh well i need it for this week no clearly you don't really care about the what you're creating a lot of people don't a lot of people yeah. don't. That's why I wanted to start a podcast. I was on a couple podcasts before I started this, and I realized how much they didn't give a fuck about it. Like, literally, I'm walking in, and nobody here knows who I am. It's like, why did y'all even ask me to come? That's, I, I would never do that. You have somebody come on your show, and you don't even know shit about them? Even mm-hmm. though the host might, but the two other co-hosts, that's really uncomfortable. So that's why I was like, I want to start a platform that I really give a fuck about. Oh, that's so annoying. Girl. I mean, I would appreciate, I don't know, I, I have other thoughts on that, but we can move on. But I understand what you mean, underpreparedness. Underpreparedness. And your podcast, Brianda, just really took me, I feel like, to the next level. Even though, you know, you do it your way, but when I just saw how prepared you were and how you do your fucking research and how your, your listeners, they know they can go to you and they know they're going to learn something. And so, like, even on my level, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's funny. But, like, I do want to provide that because I feel like that piece is super important. Yeah. Well, you now's the time. So you're on episode 15, 14? I think this is 18. 18? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're at the time now where you are figuring out what direction you're going to go in, what you want to be, who you want to be, if you want to be more about the ha-has, if you want to be more about information, like... Like what Medina said on the horrible, de- the latest horrible decisions with cocktails. They said that they're like a less informational form of horrible decisions. Right. They, they, that's intentional, right? Right. Now's right. the time that you get to figure out what stories, what kind of stories you want to tell. Right. And if it is providing a mix of information, that gives you structure. Some people think that structure makes shows rigid, right? Wrong. Mm-hmm. The more structural you become the more freedom you have to, to experiment and go there, you know? So, like, take that with a grain of salt because we do have two different shows, but I can tell you yeah. from experience that the second I applied more structure, more segments, I the more free I became. I stopped yeah. looking at the book. I stopped looking at my notes. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you can just tell. You can tell. Y'all have to listen to Super Trip Talk right now. Like, cut off this episode, push pause. And go and listen to Super Trip Talk. Wait, no, but we got to so tell them your thing. We got to tell them which ones to listen to. Because now I'm, there. I have a lot now. So like, <laughs> I would say if you're going to dabble in Super Trip for the first time, my my go-to episodes, which ha- like probably have the most spins, mm-hmm. would be Bougie Trip with Wheezy, mm-hmm. uh, Sex Cult Trip with Ruan, that one got a ton of fucking downloads. People love, yeah. People love sex and fucking <laughs> yeah, culty they do. shit. Um, oh, uh, the, uh, the broke trip. A lot of people relate to if you're broke. I like that. Also, I like that girl. That girl you had. Maddie I don't even Smith. Know her. Yeah. She's on yeah. Wildin' Out. 
She was cool. She's on I liked her on the show. She's great. But yeah, I would do bougie trip, broke trip, sex cult trip. Oh, yours. Rejection trip. Rejection trip. trip. Yes. That's right now number two for me. Number two. You're doing really well, girl. Yay. You're a star. Rihanna. You're a star. You're a star. That's it. I think I said this to you over text message. Um, You know, I just, I'm glad you said that, but it's time for me to lean more into my stardom. Your you stardom. Know, trust myself. Trust Your my fucking personality. Yeah. yeah. Lean more into it. Yeah. Even if you think, even if you don't have the gas to do it, do it anyways. That's mm. what I've learned about confidence being a practice. Even if you wake up and you're not feeling like Beyonce, you're not feeling spry, you're not feeling, you know, shiny. That's the time to practice it. So that creates it. that discipline. Just like working out. They say the best workouts are when you don't feel like doing it. Right. But yeah. So. It takes, listen, you're great. You're great. So it takes greatness to like recognize great. I'm great too. Pre- Come on. And, uh, and that's on Tuh. what? <laughs> Period. Don't Period. fuck with me. No, it's so crazy. Um, I wanted to talk about your acting life, but of course we got off it. But Brianda... I just wanted to just tell you how much I support you and how much you said something that bothered me. What was it? What did you say? <laughs> Which was what thing? Oh, actually, no, I can really, I, okay. I had somebody reach out to me to be an intern for my show, right? Oh, Recently. Right. They're super passionate about entertainment and everything I have going on. Don't know how to start. Hey, can I intern underneath you? So we had a quick conversation. And at the end of the conversation, she said something that made me not even want to work with her no more. She said, um, you know, 10 years from now, I'm going to see you at the Grammys and we're going to look at each other like, girl, we did that. But I think I had a conversation with you about acting and you were like, I don't have these. I can't think of the word you use, but it was like, I don't have these unrealistic goals anymore. And I remember back in the day winning a Grammy, to me, that was it. That was everything. Like, that was my dream. And now, I don't know if it's because I just know more about the Grammys or if it's because I know more about <laughs> just being an artist and how the shit actually works and all of the bullshit that goes behind it. I don't give a fuck about a Grammy. I don't give a flying Good. fuck about a Grammy. And I don't necessarily... It's like I, it sucks because I don't want to fuck up somebody's dream, but I want to tell her, girl, you shouldn't give a fuck about a Grammy either. And if you're Wait, doing this for weird. a Grammy, you probably shouldn't be doing it. No, that's that's also just weird. Like, a, you're not gonna be a guest if I were to be nominated. Like, that's weird. I would invite <laughs> a family or my boo. Okay. No, I think she all. meant she was gonna be there for herself. I think that's. Does that make sense? Oh. <laughs> Does that make sense? And I didn't want to tell her right then and there, but I had so many thoughts. Like, girl, if that's is what you're doing this for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ugh, no, first probably, of all, yeah. the reason why it doesn't matter to you is because you now have been creating your own stuff independently for so long. I love it, yeah. That you know that you no longer need industry slash old Jewish men validation. Right. Like, that's who controls these award shows that no one fucking watches anymore. Like, unless you're, like, we want to see you on YouTube. We want right. to see that. We want to see you direct. We want to see you on Instagram. We want to see you, right. like, on TikTok. We don't care about that other shit anymore. Because there's a way so. to build a career without it. And they've lost so much of their, like, 
you know, like they're they're full of shit. I mean, I think they were just sued last year, like for their biases. And like you said, it's five Jewish white men sitting in a room. Like, all right, who's gonna be our nigger this month? You know? Yeah, like we're not doing bye. <laughs> and yet they still give the award to white people. It's that's a hack. If you're still using that as your metric for success, you need to uh, please exit, remove yourself from 2020. That's what I'm saying. Don't kill yourself. Don't leave. Don't leave. Please. Don't kill yourself. But the game is different, y'all. The game is different. And so if you want to get in this, even though my arms are still open to help, I feel like I want to have that conversation up front. Like, girl, if that's what you're doing this for, this probably this relationship probably won't even work because I'm not even, you know, hey, listen, send an email on time first. <laughs> get on a zoom call on time first you know <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> can you put can you edit this sound? like what can we do first so i don't know a lot of thoughts but yeah, i just had man. to get that one off my chest for sure you want to you want to if you're going to collaborate with someone like i've had falling outs with people and like the first thing that you have to have is open and complete communication from the beginning mm-hmm. on where you guys want your goals to go from the beginning not a couple months in not a like a weekend like no from the jump before you even start what do you see what do you want out of this what do you yeah what what do i want out of this what does that look like oh girl if i would have known that i would have saved myself a a (laughs) headaches because i've been stressed and pressed because i didn't see eye to eye with someone i was collaborating with and that shit blows you know this as a creative that's it's the most exhausting thing especially when like you you respect them and you like them yeah. It's like, God damn it, I wish you would just I wish you would just move in the same way I'm moving. I'm but the moving. reason why they're not moving is because we didn't communicate. Have that conversation. But see right. You don't know until you know, right? So like, so this is this would be if if I did work with this girl, this would be my first time ever doing this. I don't, I can have every conversation I want, but until something new comes up, but I think you just gotta address it right then and there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, you do. I it it that it all goes back to that like even in relationships too mm. like i've been dropping with my new boo i've been dropping like hints like hints wrapped in cement blocks and just like throwing them at him <laughs> like oh by the way i want three babies <laughs> i want to be a stay-at-home mom oh, no, no, oh my god yeah you're just saying like, let's make this very clear yeah yes i'm not i what this is what i what i used to do in the past was try and mold myself off of what vision they would like so that i could in turn present myself perfectly for them i'm not doing that shit anymore i'm not being ashamed at the life that i want to live i know that i want to be a stay-at-home mom one day i know that i want like i know it's going to be about my family through and through no matter what and i want to go i want to talk about this shit from the beginning that way we don't waste any any people's time also i'm 27 (laughs) there's a biological clock you know i can't fuck around like i used to anymore oh my you're so young you said it like it was 38 like, no. Brianna, you're still so young. No. 27 is young. Okay, 27 is still young and I'm fine, but I'm saying 27 is a time where you should start planning. Figuring out, yeah. Figuring out what is it. It's no time to be loosey-goosey. Um, yeah, with me. Like, 27 is most definitely not 22, 23. Right. Like, 27 is a time where it's you It's like, the next three years, I'm about to be 30, so what is about to fucking happen? And also, yeah. relationship-wise, like, if you calculate courting- if you calculate dating, if you calculate engagement, if you calculate like all this other stuff, realistically, I won't be having kids till after 30. So like, I mean, you never know. I mean, or listen, I don't know. You know me. I just go with the flow. But yeah, that's that's kind of how that's how it's got to be with romantic relationships, too. Like, let them know where you guys are both at and leave nothing to imagination. 
Like just be. I agree. I agree. Have you had to deal with contracts yet for your own brand and for, okay, for. Yeah. Oh my God. I smell like curry. Curry? Yeah. I had curry. Did you know when you sweat? Hi, Tangie. And the, the, yeah. And the, um, the sweat. It's like people smelling like liquor. What'd you eat? Curry what? Curry chicken? Curry chicken with sweet potato girl. You made it? I did. Ah, I've been trying to cook now because. Me too. Yes. I, I can only cook like healthy stuff. Like you ready to get your wifey degree. I am would you, not playing games. Would you consider curry chicken healthy? The way I make it is anything I make is pretty healthy just because I'm like too. Girl, I had an eating disorder. I've been like, I can't. I don't know. I can't think have things that have too much butter or saturated fats in them. Really? That, no, no. Damn. I wish I, I could be like that. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> No, I'm not eating disorder, but I wish I could be like, yo, hold the fucking butter. I'm like, extra butter. I'm like, keep it coming. <laughs> you fatty. No. I'm like, keep it coming. Extra up. Yep. No, um, I'm, try- I'm trying to make gains now. So I'm like eating a lot more than I used to. So I actually am eating more carbs than I typically would. Gotcha. I'm trying to, I'm trying to build a booty. My cousin was you like, do. in three years, you'll be good. I was like. It takes time, but it takes time. But you're doing the right thing. You're eating and you're um, exercising. Mm-hmm. It takes time. So let's get into sex talk. We're going to talk about sex, baby. We're going to talk about you and me. We're going to talk about bubbles in the tub. We're going to talk about making love. I know you see me looking everywhere. There's this big fly, like the size of this fucking flying around this bitch. I know. I know, I want to, you haven't seen them <laughs> Anyways, Brianda, when we were on your show, we kind of touched on, but I need more details. Because you said a threesome that you were a part of was with a, how old was the white man? Uh, 45, 46. But it wasn't really a threesome in that he had no, he was more like a voyeur. He was watching. Oh. He, but he, I mean, listen, it was a small room. <laughs> and, but so like, he, didn't, he didn't do anything. He just wanted to watch. No, well, he was my boss. If no, there would have been a there would have been a case. All right, slow it down, slow it the fuck down. <laughs> slow motion for me. Slow where, okay, for me. you might not want to say where you were working, and that's fine. But how um, old were you? How old were you? Uh, when this happened, right around the time I was in abundance, so like 19, 20, 21. <laughs> why, not why abundance. We always, let's talk about that. Why are we always sinning when we're at a place of abundance? I feel like I'm always sinning, abundant or not. I feel like I'm just a sin. Like, I sin well. Like, I'm just queen sinner. It's an interesting thought. But um, it's an interesting thought. Listeners, let us know what you think. Why do we always sin or, like, generally speaking, sin when we're in abundance? That's why, like, all these rich people are super into, like, fucked up shit. But anyways. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's a bad bitch interrupting your episode. I'm not going to waste your time. I just wanted to tell you guys I got merch for sale. And I wanted to give a shout out to my sweet little Naya Poo for copping a hoodie. I appreciate you, shoddy. I appreciate everybody that goes and gets merch. Every single week I get off this show or like Friday, Saturday, I see people are actually ordering. I appreciate y'all. This 
really helps me. In this episode, I break down how much it really costs to put out music. It costs, after mixing, mastering, and editing, and recording, it's about $700 to release one song. So y'all's support, y'all buying merchandise puts that money right in my pocket, and I can put that money right, literally, into my music career. I'm about to drop my first single and in a long time and I'm super excited y'all oh my goodness I got so much planned so thank y'all for buying my merchandise imaniblair.com hoodies t-shirts crop tops so cute everything go get you some I love y'all thank y'all so much back to the episode uh threesome mm. it was about threesome you asked me uh, but it wasn't a threesome this is not a threesome what we it wasn't about. a threesome it was just i just fucked a girl and i was but i was coerced by this guy who threatened to like remove me from my shifts i was working at a bar and Brianna. yeah well listen latasha shout out to just latasha she has an incredible youtube channel just latasha she was on for a bisexual trip for on my show super trip talk and it wasn't until that episode that she told me i told her the story and she said oh you were sexually assaulted i'm so sorry and when she said that i went no i was not sexually assaulted um having sex by coercion is sexual assault sexual assault yeah you know and i was so young then and i remember thinking like fuck I can't lose the shifts I fucking have to and I didn't necessarily want to do it I had never had sex with a girl like I wasn't even into it like that you know so he just told you he told you hey if you don't do this I'll be cutting you off like yeah just removing me from my shifts you know he just for no like out of nowhere can I be honest with you I also think that some parts of part of it was like he was also baiting us, like he was lubing us up, kept get, getting us drunker and drunker. And another thing that I'll say is he, like, you know, Ted Bundy, all these fucking serial killers that are famous, yeah. whatever, they're all like physically attractive, like yeah, charming and physically attractive. I felt like this person was, he was very, very attractive. He, he was like... It's so many misconceptions about sexual assault. I hate when people say he didn't have to do that. Look at him. Bill Cosby didn't have to do that. He's rich. Darren Sharper, the the NFL player, he didn't have to do that. He's fine. Yo, it doesn't fucking matter what you look like or how much money you make. Sexual Mm -hmm. assault is sexual assault. I know. Oh, what do you think about that stuff that's going on right now about Shay? Let's get into it. Let's talk about it Um, yeah, on the Twitter you, line. Yeah, did you read the, the post that she made? How, there were so many. I mean, so many women had come out Is to it Chris Styles? We can say his name. Absolutely. Chris Styles. We do say Palooza. Girl, but did you see him going on Instagram Live last night? No, what happened? Brianda. Okay, wait, wait. For the listeners that don't know what's going on, let's just brief them really quickly. So there is yes. this, there's this photographer... Her name is Shay. I've met her. I've collaborated with her before. She's super talented. She works for Mouse Jones, um, the the Guys Next Door podcast. Yeah. She does all their media and editing and stuff. Super dope girl. Now, this girl, I know for a fact, she doesn't really even smoke that much. She doesn't drink that much. She's, like, super about her shit and super bubbly. She's known. She's known. Like, I've heard of her before. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she revealed... Uh, via a post, I think, or I think she revealed it before, but then she started getting shit. So she made a post um, talking about a night when she first moved to New York where she was 
sexually assaulted by now that we know who it is it's a guy named chris styles with mm-hmm. juicy palooza the group juicy palooza he's this mm-hmm. uh, he's a uh, he's the host a party I think promoter name, host yeah, yeah. And however, the story has nuance because it isn't like an overt sexual assault story that we hear about. Like it it didn't involve necessarily the R word rape, but it was a story that so many of us girls share. Yeah. And the story was she didn't want to be left alone with this guy. She didn't want to have sex with this guy. And this guy kept trying to make moves. Yeah. Do you know how many times that's happened to me with like even boyfriends where I end up just fucking them so they leave me alone? Yeah. I mean, that's all you you hear these stories all the time, all the time. A lot of girls, we don't want to feel bad or it's like, oh, it's making him happy or or we don't want to tell. I don't know why we feel that way, why we feel that guilt sometimes when it comes to men. Well, because I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we're women. And yeah, where whenever whenever um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, I feel like there's a certain stature around men that we know that they could be physically, they could physically have physical power over us. Yeah. I think it's like a primal. It's fear, thing. a little, a, and a little bit of fear. So he left this girl that you're talking about specifically, he left her outside at four o'clock in the morning in the middle of a random street and said, figure he, it the fuck out. Right. And because she didn't want to have just, sex. That is just foul. And then there yeah. were so many people gaslighting her, and there was another girl involved, and all the, yada, yada, yada. Point of the story is, men yeah whatever you do uh, uh whether it be you know something foul or something great it leaves an impact on women we don't we can't understand we can't explain it but um our girl wheezy like tweeted this thing that i totally like resonates with me she started tweeting out stories of amazing things that her male friends right for her in which is important settings. which is so important for us to make public i'm glad she did that because you know we we hear negative stories often but it is important to call out your guy friends but it's 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 stupid that we, they have to get a high five for doing what the fuck they're supposed to do but it's oh like shit God. you know let me tell you something i don't how did i not even think about talking about this around this time this this climate right now with this conversation going on but a couple years ago so in 2016 i was a part of this like network talent like showcase type thing every network cbs nbc abc fox they all have these things for up and coming talent called like diversity showcases or whatever they're trying to get more black people on their shows or whatever i don't brown black and brown people um, and right. they nigger they, of the month. Exactly. But it's every it's every year they pick 10 people out of like thousands, you know, 2016. I was selected with a bunch of my other friends. Uh, the guy I told you, the, Alexander Hodge on Insecure. He was mm-hmm. on it the year after me. Like we they're all working now. Mm-hmm. So this Friday we have our ABC kind of class reunion. And mm-hmm. there is this one person there who I was very a male friend who I was very close with 2016, 2017. But there was an incident that happened where we both got drunk and I remember him like yanking me into a bathroom in a New York City bar. It, it was like a, a once a yanking? one stall, like pulling me in. Yeah. And like forcing me to make out with him. Ugh. I remember and I was wasted, you know, I remember being so drunk and I remember thinking like, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. And he just kept doing it. And um, he didn't, he, I think... I was I was kind of spotty, but I remember, you know, I asked to be like taken home and whatever yada yada. The next day, where I was, you know, clear and coherent, and I I, I still felt icky. Mm. I 
I was ignoring his calls. I was, he kept like texting me being like, are you okay? Blah, 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 blah. He didn't even think it was like that big a deal or something. Mm. And I was so shaken up by it. So just off that, you can tell the level of like severity between our, our the sexes, right? And then I had to have a conversation with him where I felt like, no, you what you did was foul. I didn't really like it. Like it made me feel away. And honestly, I don't know if I even want to like, I don't fuck with you. Like I can't trust you. Um, and ever since that conversation where he apologized after, I still felt a ways about him. Like yeah. that was irrever that was irreversible. And I forgave him. I knew he was a good guy, you know. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the I can't make keep making excuses for these guys. No, like, you can't. Um, you but the, the reunion is this Friday, and I could call my homegirl, who was a casting director at ABC, and I said, Laura, I don't know if I even want to, like, be a part of that big old fucking really? thing. Because I don't want to, wow. like, I don't want to see him. It, it, the friendship ended up falling out, but the pivotal moment in that fallout, like, the peak, was that night. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why hearing that Shay's story, I was like, if I had they a dollar... <laughs> Feeling feeling that way for a woman is just something that you never fucking get over ever in your life. Ever. Somebody taking advantage physically, like and and like you said, it's a, it is a difference between men and women. It's almost they don't even realize how much of effect that has on us. That like, shit wait, is in- you disrespected me and you want me to just snap my fingers and make things to go back to normal. Right. Right. Like, do you think I'm made of stone? I appreciate the way that um, Duce Palooza handled it by firing him. Five seconds after it all happened, they made a big old statement about it. I appreciate Rory today getting on a Joe Budden podcast and condemning his friend or his old friend or whatever that is. I do appreciate all the men that are involved in this situation stepping up and saying this is some bullshit, calling him by name. I feel like that's important because a lot of men let their friends do fucked up shit. And they're like, oh, he's just, you know, he wild. Mm. And like, boy, you wild. And that's not fucking, that's not support. That's not helping victims. Like, that's oh, not. That's, you, I didn't know y'all that. Y'all need to call they your friends go. out. Yep, they let him go. They not playing. You know, Duce Palooza was at the fucking Barclays Center. I mean, this is a million dollar brand now. And it's backed by Jay-Z. They not playing that. So, Damn. Yeah. Chris Sales. I said Chris Sales. Oh, he's a problem too. Queen Naja's ex. Anyways, let's get into some good sex talk. Anal bleach. Oh, Brianda. (laughs) Where is she? Where I'm trying to pull it out for you. Look, Brianda, y'all got some got some anal bleach, and she's using it on her underarms, her asshole, and her inner thigh. Okay, here it is. Anal they, bleach. They gotta sponsor me, girl. Listen, this is a ghetto ass bottle, but Brianda, how does it how does it work? And do you think it makes a difference as far as sex? Because I be thinking these men don't be giving a fuck about nothing. Okay, baby. Okay, baby. Let me talk about it. I'm a vain girl. I'm vain. I'm vain. Okay. You're so vain, and you don't even like boys. Okay. <laughs> this is so great. The reason why I got it was because I initially I switched to natural deodorant that I was noticing was making my armpits a little darker than I'd like. And I'm I'm Dominican, like I have thick hair and like it was there was already dark to begin with, so any darker was like, bitch, why do I have a five o'clock shadow on my pits? <laughs> <laughs> so I said I went on Reddit, because I love Reddit. I'm like a Tumblr Reddit nerd. And someone said, some like porn star said that she put this in her armpits. We know we can trust porn stars. That is one thing. We can trust them. They know their shit. Hell yeah. They know their shit. It's a shame people talk so much shit. Like, they probably have the cleanest pussies. But anyways, 
And we use them when we wanna when we wanna jack off. We use them, and then as soon as we cut the porn off, we talk about them. But that's go okay. ahead. I don't watch porn, but yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Christian girl. Um, but anal bleach. <laughs> so um, okay, so then I was like, okay, well, this is a big ass bottle. I might as well put it. Oh shit, this is a big ass bottle. I might as well put it on my asshole, and that I did. Now it's all natural ingredients. I've been using it for about two and a half ish weeks. Mm -hmm. asshole is different okay it's nothing crazy which i'm fine with but but two and a half weeks even one different two and a half weeks that's pretty good it's like so my on my asshole like grundle area i don't know if women have grundles i know that men do whatever Ooh, i'm not trans oh maybe i am i mean i love trans anyways (laughs) it's a lot lighter <laughs> when okay. you're a podcaster <laughs> and you're trying to figure out how to talk, <laughs> you just witnessed me short circuit. So it's a lot lighter, but wait, get this. So I also started putting in uh, the anal bleach in my inner thighs. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, in three days, the hyperpigmentation on my inner thighs was gone. So I would say that this bad boy came in like. I didn't even know, and it started take it started lightening up my my uh, inner thigh area, and my booty hole looks nice too. I don't know. I just I don't, I don't know. I'm really into like aesthetic and beauty. So and- for you, this isn't for a guy. This is for Brianna. I'm celibate. Yeah. I mean, how long though? That's a good question. Uh-huh. But I've been I've been uh-huh. celibate. No, no. I've been celibate for two years. Super proud of myself. Brianna, I didn't know that. Yeah, just under just under two years. Wow, and you play. I only you, just. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Do you play with yourself? I just started masturbating when I started talking to my new quarantine bay, and I had it. Wait, wait. Yourself. I hadn't masturbated even before I didn't have sex. I wasn't a masturbator. Like I didn't watch porn. I felt every time I would self try and self pleasure, I would feel sensations of shame and guilt immediately following. Absolutely. I can't explain why. Yeah. I can't explain why. But other people mm-hmm. say that they do too, but they don't give a fuck. They keep doing it. I, I'm a very intuitive and into my body and its emotional impulses. Mm-hmm. I can't continue feeling that sensation because it will spiral me into a depression. So and once I, you start feeling bad about something, you're like, this isn't So it. listen, I hadn't masturbated since 2017. Wow. Like I hadn't. I hadn't. Or like anytime I would, it would be in front of my guy or like with my guy you know to yeah like rev it up but never because i i inherently wanted to but yeah ever since i started talking to this guy he's got I you feeling sexy but can i tell you something it has really less to do about him and more to do about who i am while i'm talking to him like mm-hmm. he's caught me at a time where i'm knee deep into my like getting myself right like yeah. i still got i still have a ways to go but like my mind is on a different place. I like, I, I feel a lot more like worthy now, just in general, more beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. So he caught me at That's a really awesome. great time. Like, but isn't that the person you would want to be? Because you would want whatever man that comes into your life to to feel that way. You would want him to feel worthy. You would want him, you know. And so you want to feel that way too. Oh yeah, That's I'm beautiful. all about both of us coming in whole. Absolutely. You know, not half. I don't want, I'm not trying to find my other half. No. I want you to come whole. I want you to have done the work and come here and present yourself to me. And I want to present myself the same way. 
I, I just feel like you're manifesting that into your life because it's like you know what you want and you know what you need to do. Like celibate for two years, that's serious. That's commitment. That is serious, serious commitment. So the on the other side of my celibacy is that spiritual practice. I just think it elevated it. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, I just think it was a tool to further elevate my spiritual practice. And I hate using the word fucking spiritual. Bleh, I roll. But that's exactly what it is. You don't like that I, word? No, I don't, to be honest, because it makes me sound like I like know more than I do and I don't. <laughs> Shut but, up. But, no, it doesn't. But it, <laughs> but it is spiritual in that. I I'm tapping back into some something some essence within me, you know, and I couldn't have done that if I was fucking around. Well, Brianna, you said you don't watch porn. So that my main question I always ask people that come on here is what do you type into your porn search bar? But you well, don't watch it. Well, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I can answer the question because I can improvise um, and I want to play. <laughs> so like I can tell you what the last thing I searched for on my porn what was thing. It? Oh, girl, girl, I think, I think I'm into that cuck shit. Really? Yes. Like something about like being watched or like watched by my man no but however this doesn't leave the realm of fantasy you know like right oh I'm not, absolutely I'm, I'm not that kind of person that necessarily needs to act on my impulses in fact i think that that is willpower that is free will Brianda, you know? if you saw the shit i was typing in my search bar you would definitely what? be throwing you would be what? throwing holy water wait give I'm me just, more. it's all fantasy like i think gangbangs are super hot i'm obsessed really up Says. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. It's, and then the nastier the woman is in the gangbang, like, the more she's nasty into it, it's even better. Like, I don't want it to look like she's getting raped. I want it to look like she's the one who called them to come over. You know, now, like, and then she's being so sexually free. I just. Do you yes. ever feel bad for the girl? T fuck no. No. Now, See, if, if in real life, if in real life I found out that that girl didn't want to do it, then I would feel horrible. But I'm just talking about a fantasy in the in my in my brain. I'm assuming that she that she wants to, that she likes it. That's why I said I really get turned on by the girls who are saying that they like it, who are like into it. But hey, or like else? you know what I could well not potentially do. I don't want to participate. Like I said, fantasy. Um, like seeing my man fuck another girl that yeah. I select that is like super I'm into hot. that. Uh, no, I'm really into that, but I like I'm scared. You know, what's, I love I love the, the idea shit? for it. Hmm? What's the freakiest shit you've ever done uh, with your man? The freakiest shit. It's <sighs> pretty. Um, give the people what they want to hear. We were in. We were just like in the living room on the couch talking to his mom, and he was fingering me the whole time. That's pretty. <laughs> My this good like, God. This was like a couple years ago. Yes. Where yes. is my holy water? Throw it on me. Throw it on me. There's something about there's something about being in public or doing stuff in front of other people that's so hot to me. And like I would definitely fuck in front of people. Oh, like a sex party? I think I would, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I think, right? This is all fantasies. Right. Until I'm in that situation, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But I'm into it. The idea of it is hot to me. Hmm. Do you ever think that's like those girls, like the horrible decisions girls or the cocktails girls, do you ever think that some of what they say is hyperbolic, exaggerative? 
Like, like they're not really doing all the shit. Because can I tell you, like, I have a psychedelic podcast and a lot of people assume that I fucking do DMT every other day and shit. No, I don't. Right. And sometimes I fluff up my stories because it's a part of the act. But like, yeah. I wonder, and any other performer knows what I'm talking about. I, oh, I they definitely know what you're talking about. I wonder if they do too. Weezy ain't like that. Weezy ain't that like, you know, you know what I mean? I feel like she's a little more uh, traditional than she would, her brand would aid her to be, you know? I feel like everybody, especially when you get to a certain level of success and you're seeing big money and you're seeing it pay off and you're like, okay, I'm not saying that they're fake, but I do think that like, this is what I need to do to get this check. I'm going to fucking do it and I'm going to do it some more and I'm going to go harder. Because like, I know Joe Budden has spoken on that. Even when he's talking about people's music, he goes harder than he he said he really don't even care about their albums. But on that podcast, you're going to think that's the most important thing to him. I think it's just kind of naturally what we do, you know? I don't think we can even you know, help people it. Don't, yeah, people don't want to know what the sausage is made out of. Like Hell no. Hell but, no. I don't. I don't. If I found out Wheezy and Mandy weren't whores, I would be devastated. You know? Like, <laughs> I would be devastated. Yeah, they hoes. They hoes. They hoes. You know them. what I'm saying? Um, definitely. For me so far, I haven't lied. I haven't exaggerated. But I also haven't done shit. I've never done a threesome. I have never, you have a sugar daddy, Brianda. You have a really good sugar daddy, too. He's great. He's great. He's great. I'm trying to wean off now that I have a new quarantine bay. I want to be as honest as possible, and I don't want that to be my story with with my baby. Does Bay know about him yet? Uh, he knows that I've received money from older male suitors. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and that's because he asked. He asked, and I'm like, are you listening to my podcast? I told you not to fucking listen. Don't fucking I, listen. I think he's listening, but he won't. I mean, listen, he's still he's still calling me, so it's fine. But, like, yeah. still, don't fucking listen to my show if you want to date me, ever. Okay. Um, uh, I, I okay, do, wait. Yes. I, wait, because there, there's a misconception. I know a lot of my listeners probably think that most girls who are getting money from a man are fucking them. Mm-mm. Never, never. How did this relationship come about? How did it even begin? So... My sugar daddy, we can call him Bloomberg. Let's just call him Bloomberg. He, we met while I was bartending in 2015 at the same bar where I also got sexually accosted. <laughs> I hate but, him. Yeah, I, no, no, I hate that white guy, but we love No, Bloomberg. that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he just, it started, I used to have a beauty blog and he paid for every single thing. He paid for this ring light I am using right now. Like he, he just wanted to support. So he me just supported way. you, got you. Yeah, and he never once like made a move. We didn't even need to meet up. He like he we just texted and we just texted and it was so platonic for years. And then I got in a relationship and then like we veered off and then we come back because he'd like you know text hello how are you how are you doing and it was really more of like we would talk about politics because he's so smart and economics. I would just use him as a as a resource really and then it wasn't what does he do um (laughs) damn see y'all you don't have to fuck him you don't even have to talk to him you don't even have to know well here's the thing okay for anyone that's inquiring or like wants to like do seeking arrangements or whatever first of all be fucking careful or don't do it if you have any kind of reservations don't do it go ask your mom for money like don't do it um (laughs) But what I will say is the ones you want to play with 
are not just the rich guys. You want to fuck with the wealthy guys. <laughs> tell them. Tell there's, them, Brianda. There's a different. There are tears to this shit. Like, yeah. Rich guys will give you like 200, 150. Some shoes. And you, and you have to do something. Right. Get it. But right. Like, wealthy guys will pay mm-hmm. your rent and not mm. expect anything in return. You just have to call them daddy. Mm. Is that what you call him? That's what. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> listen, because that's what they want, though. It's like the feeling of knowing that they're taking care of this sexy woman that like could or could not desire them back. It depends on how you want to you want to do it. Mm-hmm. But th- I think that that's they know what they're doing. They mm-hmm. know that they look like raisins and they don't like, you know, what I mean? they right. know that they know. What Is this the- person ugly? Yeah. OK, so are they all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, just being curious. I've never dealt with a sugar daddy. So are they all I mean, ugly? I mean, listen, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't even, it doesn't, they don't need to be anything physical because it'll never be or get physical. Anything physical. Right? For me, mm-hmm. they just, for me, it's more important for them to have a brain and be Christian. I know that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. That sounds. And contradictory. I, Your sugar daddy has to be a Christian? Yes. Oh, God, well, I just found the listen, title of this episode. I, <laughs> <laughs> that is comedy they do need to be my sugar daddies need to be christian yes but listen i've only had one i've only had one in this guy. <laughs> and hold we on have, we have why, ten why? why does he need to be christian uh okay that's a very solid question so he was a christian even before i was a christian like we met like i said five years ago and i was agnostic non-practicing then um as I delved deeper into my Christianity, I started noticing attributes that Christians have that non-Christians don't. I can be friends with non-Christians. I can't date them. I can't fuck them. I can't, and I can't be in a sugar daddy relationship with you them. You couldn't take money it's from a, them? But n- no, and you want, then here's why. It's mm-hmm. just a, it's like a, more. it's like a, for me, it's like a, like a template. It provides me with like safety and assurance. Mm-hmm. Like you, I said, I got you. You got I mean? you. In in the same in the same way that I can be friends with an atheist, I'm not gonna date an atheist. Like I can, fuck. You know? Did you get what I'm saying? It's just for me. I'm it's not like a gonna lie. It's even hard. Friend is a strong word for me too. Friend is a strong word. And even though it might not, it might not have to be Christian. But for me, I don't know if I could be that close to somebody who doesn't believe in anything. Because my belief and faith in God is what keeps me. That's what keeps me from not choking bitches sometimes. That's what keeps... So if you don't have that, then what's going to keep you from just getting up exactly. and shooting me right now? You, you know? get... Okay, so that's yeah. the same line. That's the same line of logic that I'm using. You get what I mean? Like, oh, Well, yeah, I get that. I just don't get that in the sugar daddy stance. I don't it's get a, how you... They're just parameters that I set in order to make <laughs> me feel more comfortable with something that's already very uncomfortable for me. Like, really? It's like it's. I'm, I always. I know I'm a bag of contradictions. I'm a celibate girl who has a sugar daddy. Sugar daddying is sex work. Do you get what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. dumb, and I'm not like trying. You're to not move. naive. You know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm calling it what it is. Now that how I much can, money does he give you a month? Sorry to cut you off. Um. Well, it just depends. It depends. Because now, like I said, I'm like, I want to wean myself off. That's why I'm editing more podcasts now for other people. Hey, by the way, listeners, if you want your podcast edited by me, I'm a very good editor. Let me know. Oh, y'all. Um, editing next level. But um, I'll say, I can tell you how much he's given me total. Give it to me. Five years, right? You've known his man? 
in five years, he's probably given me... Okay, so in back in December, I counted. It was at like 60000 Jesus. And then... It's a lot of money. No, I know. It's so much money that I do not... That the government doesn't know about, so I should probably we should probably like bubble, like bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, just like, can you edit that in post? Like, uh, that's a that's a lot of money. Um, but prob- <laughs> like this, I mean, now he's paying my rent, but I'm pocketing some of that rent money though, so yes, I can ma'am. like pay for do other things. You you girl, you listen. If you got a sugar daddy out there, definitely pocket something. Pocket something. I know, but again, again, because I'm, I'm just. I'm not, it's not a point of pride. I just can't lie about my life. So like, I, it's not something I want to boast about. I would much rather not need but him. I don't but see anything. You see something. I don't see anything wrong with it though. That's his agreement. He's, he's okay with that. Obviously it's making him happy. I know. And I really do think truly, truly, I really do think he cares about me and doesn't want to see me struggling, but yeah. I don't want to, I also don't want him to impede on my own growth. Because I don't want to use him as a crutch or cushion in the same way that like some people get too much help from their parents and they never elevate, right? Like mm. I don't want to have that be either my thing. Like I'm trying to have my sugar daddy pay for this new merch rollout so that yes, I can then. try and like generate more income in some kind of way. But yeah, that's the tea on my sugar daddy. But y'all, Brianna's smart. She's using her money for rent and for merch and for her brand. Y'all using y'all sugar daddy money to <laughs> go to Miami and get some new shoes. <laughs> you come back and you ain't getting shit. You ain't got shit. Fucking or like, shit. Listen, or they're using their sugar daddies to get their boobs done, their ass done, which is fine. You know, I yeah, want to get my... Listen, I want to get Botox. Really? I've never gotten anything done, but I would want... This is where I'd hit. What does Botox do? It, like, takes out all of the wrinkle, right? No. Botox paralyzes <laughs> the muscle. It paralyzes the muscle that forms, that it's forming those lines. The things that are used to fill the dermis that is already wrinkled is filler. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm... I'm, like, I'm like toying with that. I'm like, hmm, should I get my sugar daddy to pay for that? Who knows? But everything's closed, Period. so... Nothing's essential. Do you, do you just send him an invoice? Or like, you're like, hey, no. like, hey, daddy, I really would he like this. App, he Apple pays me. Mm. Yeah, he's a sweet guy. He's really nice. I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him right now. Shout out to him. Text him. Text him. I'll text him later. He's a, He deserves a text. Let's go ahead and get into Mon's email. Y'all know if you need me to answer an email, you're going to email me at licktherapperpod at gmail.com. So, yeah. Brianna, let's get into it. I hope that I can be helpful for this girl. But she said, um, hey, Monty, I just started listening to your podcast thanks to Super Trip Talk. Hey. So far, I've listened to two episodes, and I'm unsure if you would answer this question already. Fuck, the email just disappeared. Okay, accidentally deleted it. Good thing I have a screenshot of it. Um, I've been really interested in purchasing a vibrator. I want one that's preferably silent but works wonders. I want to know what your go-to vibrators are. Would you recommend? Thank you, and again, a huge fan. Ooh, All right, girl. okay. Do you have some tips before I start? 
No, you can take it away. Okay, well, girl, I've only had one vibrator in my whole life. Um, I was 17 years old, and my mom bought it for me because I, cause I begged her. Yeah, my mom bought it for me. I told her I was horny, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? And she, she bought me a vibrator. I haven't had one since then, but I did do some research for you, sis. You know what? Your mom should be like, that's a dope-ass mom. Hell yeah. I think we should give our girls vibrators earlier than that. People, you can call it what you want. Vibrators, not dildos. Not dildos. A little, the little, I mean, yes. it was so little. And that's what I want to recommend to this listener. I get off from, from clit stimulation. I don't get off from penetration. Like, to make me orgasm is just clit. And so a tiny little bullet could do wonders, girl. Like, you would never even, you would never know. Mm, One thing I, I would both. recommend really okay you like both at the same mm -hmm. time situation um i like to start with my clit play and then the oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna answer this no. i am christian my best friend is jesus uh girl we all yes. christian i know, <laughs> oh. I know. um yeah no and then i like to just pound it you know so you would need both because they have this um this is a classic rabbit with clit stimulating ears what brand? Lovehoney.com. And if this video, this is what it looks like. Oh. <laughs> That's intense, though. If this is your first time, I feel like you're no. emailing me, so this is your first time. I don't want you to do all of that. I want you to get a tiny little bullet vibrator and just have it on, like, the first two settings because anything more than that is honestly too much. Like, it, it was mm. too much vibration for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my finger to not be able to do its trick, you know, because if you're mm -hmm. a lot of girls use vibrators so much that they don't even get all from masturbation anymore. They don't get all from regular sex. So I would say, yeah, be careful with that. If you're going to get something, just get something light and small. Yeah. Vibrators, the way to go. Um, I like the brand F-U-N. They're fun. They're a German brand. Maybe like check them out. They have great durable products that'll last you fucking decades. F-U-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. I'm, I I think masturbation is so important for women. What? And I know you said you used to feel shame about it, Brianna. Do you still feel that way, or are you more comfortable now? No. Like I said before, I feel like now I'm at a at a point in my life and, and, and maturity that I can, I can navigate my emotions a little better. Because I've because I practiced that for so long, now when I do it, which isn't too often, just because again, I'm I don't think I'm that sexually active. I don't think my libido runs the way other people's do. <laughs> I, like, and that's just me being real. No, but, but for you to be able to be celibate for two years, I can tell you, I don't think it is. You know, like right. that's yeah, that's serious. Um, but now, yeah, no, now I get off. It's great. It's a great time for me and myself. And girl, you deserve that too. I just feel like men, yo, they start jacking off when they're nine and they have so much freedom and they get so much life to do it. Everybody makes jokes. Everybody loves it. It's all good. But with women, we're left in the fucking dark. Also, and let's be honest, the odds are a lot more in their favor. Like it's a lot more dire when we do it because we, the consequences are more grave. We could right. get pregnant on top of all the other things that could happen with them too. 
you know and that's just it, it sucks but it's just the way biology made it works right yeah yes yeah, sis so don't be fucking none of these lunatics go get yourself a cute little vibrator protection, something small protection 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 but i'm assuming even with the vibrator <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I don't well, know. She didn't give me She didn't give me that many details. I don't know how old she is or if she's having sex or what. If you're having sex, you better be using a damn condom. I'm not playing with you. Yes, that's what I mean. I just, like, I figure since she's even emailing you this, we could, like, tag that along. Please use protection. Like, if you're not on birth control, Even if you are. Even, even if, if you are. are. Yo, there's so many more things to sex than just getting pregnant don't play protect yourself and get yourself a vibrator and if you're under the age of 19 don't even fuck <laughs> i agree don't. With that. don't tell me <laughs> don't. that i agree i hate to that. say under 19 i don't even know what the age is but just wait don't um, wait. i'll tell you what the age is the age is wait till you're fucking 20 i don't know but that's that's not reasonable <laughs> it's also it's not, not realistic it's not but every girl i've talked to wish they had waited i wish i had waited do you I lost my virginity at 18 and no, I love, no, I was 18, but it was to my like elementary school sweetheart. He loved me. I loved him. I still love him. We still talk to this day. He's incredible. And I, we had such an amazing first time. We were drunk on Goldschlager. It was in a walk-in closet. It was just so cool. (laughs) What? You lost your virginity in a walk-in closet? It was beautiful. I walked out of that walk-in closet a new (laughs) one. He had you on the floor? girl and it was good dang it was i mean no it was terrible but oh you know what i mean by good no i don't (laughs) no and now i'm gonna tell you for my young listeners my first time was horrible second time was horrible third time was horrible fourth time was horrible like whole first few times of trying to figure out what sex was it was horrible it was horrible that's how i knew i was too young to be fucking doing it and what i'm saying is my first time wasn't horrible in that i knew i did it with someone that loved and respected me and i had known him for like 15 years already and that's not going to be the story or the case for the grand majority of women so the least we can do is make sure that we are in a safe setting a safe space and we at least are doing it with someone that can respect our boundaries if we don't have a rapport you know yeah 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 don't don't fuck them i hate them i hate them or hate just wait them. i'm with the waiting i'm with the waiting 100 just too. wait just wait brianda is there anything else you want to tell the people before we get off of this thing you spilled the whole tea girl all day always <laughs> the whole tea it's the only way i can be honestly i think i need a muzzle i think i need some kind of nope like filter like nope that mouth that mouth is gonna cut a check honey that that mouth is gonna cut a check and you're gonna say so that's what all of it was for that's exactly what you're gonna say oh i feel like you are such a like when i think about you i think of like just like delicious salted toffee (laughs) like you're just such a treat and Anytime I like, anytime you say, you know, words of affirmation towards me or towards my character, towards my brand, it makes me believe it an inch more. You know, I struggle with like self belief, self confidence, and stuff, and all that jazz. Um, But like, anytime you 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 say anything positive about me, it makes me believe it a little bit more. Not that I need external validation, but I do. Um, 
I think we all do. I think we all do. And I come off so confident, and I am. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm very confident. I have a lot of belief in myself, but I come off so much that way that a lot of people forget that I need it sometimes too. You know, I'm and so, here for you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm just that. saying when I see somebody strong and I see somebody talented, I make sure I tell them a million times because I know that I that I have these you know insecurities sometimes as well. So yes. Yes, I feel that and I see that and I know you have it. Right. So, oh, my God, you you inviting me on your show, man. Like, of course, you bring me back, please. Like, thank you so much, Brianda. But when you start, um, well, when you start fucking again, we're going to have to come on for some really nasty. I feel like we should go to a sex club or something like just some crazy Ooh, sex club trip. But we have to go. Um, oh, I already do want to have a sex club trip, and I, I know who I'm going to bring on for a sex club trip, or a sex party trip. But I just feel like you should go to it. Oh even if you God. don't, even if you don't, even if you don't have to do anything, but just, it'll give you a way more, we'll see, look, I'm just trying to go to a sex party. <laughs> I know, bitch, and you're trying to get me? I am an angel. <laughs> She's an angel. We don't have to go. Well, I'm going to go, and then we'll talk about it. No, 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 we'll go together for the content. Yes, content is king. <laughs> content is thank, king. Thank you so thank much, you. Brianna, for coming on. It was a great episode. No, baby, thank you for having me. Uh, listeners, please uh, go follow me on all the things. You'll probably link them. or Of course Super I'm going to link Talk. them. And she's the host of Super Trip Talk. Her Instagram is That's Brianda, which we're going to be getting some new content on Instagram soon, I'm hoping. Um, yep. You're, no. Yep, 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 yep. You're right. Yep, 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 yes. We need to talk about that off the mic. Okay, so Imani's my manager, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, follow me at That's Brianda on IG and Twitter. I'm more live on Twitter, but that's going to change, Mom. And uh, follow at Super Trip Talk on all things. If you have any questions or want to drop me a line, you can go to supertriptalk.com too. Y'all, she's the real deal. Thanks, yes, Brianda. Thank <laughs> it's okay. I love you. All right, y'all. Holler. That's been another episode of Lick the Rapper Pod. Thank y'all. That was a good episode with Brianna. She's off the chain, right? Well, y'all know if you stayed this far, what I need you to do for me, I need you to get on Apple Podcasts and leave me a bomb-ass review and give me five stars because I'm a five-star bitch. It helps us as podcasters a lot. It's going to help the show grow. And when the show grows, I grow. When I grow, I'm able to give y'all more content. So go ahead and leave me that review. Leave me five stars. Until next week. Love y'all. Okay, the mama had a swag like mine. She even wear a herd on her back like mine. I make her feel right when it's wrong like mine. Man, she ain't never had a love like mine. But man, I ain't never seen a ass like her. That pussy in my mouth had me lost for words. So I told her back it up like burp. Burp, and I made that ass jump like jerk, jerk, and that's when she, 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 she licked me like a lollipop.